welcome back <laughs> to the second <laughs> episode of Blurds in Wonderland. I am your host, Who Arnold, here with Luna Cooper and Kimbo Fife. Let's uh, go ahead and get into it. We got episode two of season one today, Swingers, directed by Carol Black and Neil Marlins, written by Neil Marlins and Carol Black. Oh, surprise. It's like, a, okay, keep it all in house. So, uh, general thoughts on on this on the second episode before we before we get into the the walkthrough. Um, loved this episode. It's hilarious. I hope all of you who are listening have caught up. Of course, spoiler alert: this whole episode, the whole idea of this podcast, is a giant spoiler alert. So, uh, <laughs> if you have not watched uh, the original Wonder Years season one, episode two, Swingers, you might want to listen to that before or watch that before you listen to this episode. We're giving you spoilers for this episode, a delightful episode that talks about sex in the context of 1968, which, mm, fun. <laughs> it was, it's just crazy how far <laughs> our population's understanding of sex has come in the past 50 years. Mm-hmm. So a synopsis. What happens during this episode, who Arnold? All right. So in this episode, we have the much anticipated sex education beginning at school, but it's not going to give them much information. Then you've got the Arnold attending a post-funeral gathering at the Coopers. Um, Ken, Kevin's just can't keep his mind off of Winnie and that first kiss. And he keeps trying to recreate the moment. And that's our episode. <laughs> In a nutshell, for sure, for sure. But it really opens up at, at Brian Cooper's funeral, and they're out on some big, expansive, I mean... Uh, huge. It's like... Cemetery. Yeah. Huge, like on a hill, and there's like at least maybe 60 graveyards, uh, graves that we're looking at. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not more. Yeah, it's huge. It's expansive. And again, right, so uh, something that the producers and directors and writers are showing us is that, like, by 1968, the, the fall of 1968, when this episode is occurring, like... Even though we like like the appearance of this of this cemetery is that of like a military cemetery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's giving us that feeling like Vietnam is heavy. He's one 19 year old who was killed in this in this war, in this conflict. Um and, and this is just Americans, and this is just a small, tiny snippet of the death that Vietnam, the Vietnam War brought to um, to the world, generally speaking, but to this neck of the woods. Um, uh-huh. So it, it gives you that feeling of like, this is expansive. This was not some small little thing. This was really big. Um, and again, placing Kevin and his friends in this in this very, very big world and, and showing how big the world is and how big Vietnam is and how big death is and just zeroing into this, this one type of American experience of the Vietnam War. Um, I think that was really loud in that opening sequence. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just wanted to throw this out here. In 1968, there were about almost 16,500 Americans killed in the Vietnam War in 1968. So we're talking about Brian Cooper being one of thousands that you know lost their lives to that in that conflict. Not to mention... Alleged. Allegedly. That's right, because we still aren't convinced. For those of you who haven't listened to our first episode, you want to go back and listen to that. Uh, We are of the mind that possibly Brian Cooper may have been killed by Kevin Arnold or um, by his friend Paul Pfeiffer. We haven't quite figured that out yet. It's Loki a mystery show. It's Loki a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. We can't, we don't quite know, but the canon is telling us that his brother died in the Vietnam War. Sure, uh, we'll, we'll just go with that for if now. We're going to go with that. But, uh, however, uh, yeah, one of 16,500 people killed just that year, first of uh, all, right? No, that's that's U.S. service members killed killed in the conflict. Just that, just that's, that year. That's just, just U.S. service members in just that year. 
Yes. Yeah, so that's let's be clear about that. That sixteen thousand five hundred U.S. service members in just nineteen sixty eight. Um, not to mention all the other countries um, involved. Obviously, the Vietnamese people and everything that goes along with that. All of the pain, all of the trauma, all of the turmoil that comes along with that. And then we're seeing this. Like I said, a really snippet, a very, very small piece of this conflict through the eyes of Kevin, um, the main character of the show. <laughs> it's so interesting to, again, this show is all about juxtapositions. It is all about juxtapositions because you have this really tragic, sad thing going on with this young man's life taken in this, like, this big war, this big conflict. And all our good friend Kevin can do... <laughs> Is trying to keep itself on track and like try to focus on this girl. Um, so I thought that was like, wow, look at this juxtaposition of death and renewal and rebirth and like this new birth of like, oh my gosh, I'm entering, entering into adulthood and I'm kissing on this girl. So I also like to point out that it, it, it is it is always it, it always hits kind of a little harder when younger people die. I think I think he mentioned yeah. that it was the first person who that, that died that he knew that wasn't old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was what Brian Cooper was 19, Kevin Kevin's 12 in this like it's seven year difference. It's not really that much. He was the big kid on the block, you know, like yeah. sudden he's gone. So what do you do when you when your heroes start start disappearing? <laughs> so yeah, he's he's kind of looking for what to do in this episode. Yeah, Cuz this world got shaken up. It's like this kid like you you don't really think death is a real thing except for old people and then it happens and it's like everything i know may not be true everything that was grounded is just breaking apart yeah also you know this is a continuation of what's last episode in the very first episode we see the name of the school changing because technically because of the death of someone right so it's now robert kennedy middle school or junior high school because to honor someone who has died and then the episode ends with someone who's died and then this this second episode is beginning with that burial and that funeral and that after funeral service so again for a show called the wonder years starting off really dark yeah. Dare I even say that, you know, so much death can numb you to it to the point where maybe <laughs> killing lots of people. Like, <laughs> Shut up. Maybe. Shut up. All right, let's 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 move let's move on to after uh to to right before the repass or um the I don't yeah we'll call it a repass because I don't I don't know what what they would call it other people call it I'd call it also attempted murder the fact that she's serving this 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 uh white culinary tradition of Jello salad or whatever the hell they call it. That yeah. And it wasn't even good. She noted that like it was like runny or it never something. Said. It never said. The jello never said. You should have never made it, but sure. <laughs> the good sis thought, well, maybe if I put ice cubes in it, I'm like, oh. And let it sit for five minutes. Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am. And then Ma'am. I'm <laughs> no, but for real, maybe that's why Paul didn't want to eat that meatloaf. He's like, I'm going with white bread because sis can't cook. We're starting to get a picture of it. Maybe, yeah, maybe he can eat. Maybe that's what it is. We said that he ate the school spaghetti. He ate the school maybe spaghetti. Maybe he can eat meatloaf and salad, but he can't eat her cooking. But he was like, I really don't want to go home, <laughs> but I don't want to eat this food. That's, yeah, I'm just going to eat these now. two slices of white bread to be safe. Sis but I got to keep up the lie and never eat here. She can't cook. She out here making green jello salad and, and ham. So, nah. Now, I will I will point out that Kevin was the voice of reason because they should have just hurried up and went on and then said, forget the jello salad. However, come on, well, mom, I, let's he go. Yelled at, he, yelled, <laughs> he, he yelled at his mom. And he did. I, and first off, that goes back to that to that to that white man purpose because his mouth's not just gonna pop him in his mouth for yelling at her. <laughs> right. He should have been laid up in the house while everybody else went because he was knocked out in a coma. Right. I I would I would even say there you could make a theory that he died after that, and the rest of the season. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Jacob's ladder scenario. <laughs> like, we need to, we're gonna have to create a segment. Come on, mom, let's go. Let's create a segment of this show like fantastical theories with Fife. Like all the <laughs> crazy theories you have about the show. But I yeah, have at least two a seat to an episode. I can come up with some stuff. Listen, the episode comes up with it for you. This show is actually kind of crazy. Um the way he yells at them. And and we're not we're not viewing it in a weird way either because everybody in the family kind of looked at him like, bro, what? Relax. Like he was too much. Everybody was like, mm-mm. You gotta chill. It's not that serious. He's, he's in a rush to get there. So he can see for the wrong reasons. For the wrong right. reasons. All the wrong reasons. Like Brian ain't going nowhere, bro. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you're worried about. Right. But then they but then they get there and then he's just you know, he sees her and his mom's like his mom's like, Here, go take this food to her and get her to eat because you know you're her friend and that's what friends do. But all he can think about is being more than friends. Mm-hmm. Kissing on her. Mm-hmm. So much so that the shade of her brother had to visit him and tell the boy to cool it. <laughs> God. That was the moment I realized he wasn't that attractive. But yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, bro, like, I just died. You can't judge that man's attractiveness based on his ghost. He may have been cute when he was alive, and he was dead. First of all, it was just a little ghost light, which should just accentuate your pores, which means I'm seeing all of you, and just not that great. Not fair. It's one of those things where it's like you had a hero growing up, and you look back, and you're like... Wow, what was I thinking? He's not that great. So for me, it was like one episode of, yeah, Brian's cool. Brian is Brian is a looker. And there's like, oh, okay, well, eh. Brian wasn't cute to begin well, with. But rest peace. You know, RIP to a real one. Like, my guy's working on this old car. He's just, he probably got called up in the draft. And then also, he came up and he was caught in the draft. He's in the army now. It's so fast. Like, it just happened so quickly. Like, he died. Wait, Brian died on the first day of school. We don't have to include this, but I just want to walk through the, the timeline. No, no, okay. So, Brian died sometime around the first day of school. Yeah. Because I'm pretty they sure the, the reporting time, there's probably a lag. Yeah. But he left in June, and I believe he said that in the first episode. He left in June. So, that that day on the street was like sometime in June before he left. Oh, and then they kind of fast forward. There, there, yeah, there, there's there's a fast forward that happens in the so first... So he died sometime in the summer. Right, sometime well, in late summer. But then he also, because basic training, like, that's what I'm thinking too. Like, my guy didn't even really get to fight in the war. He, now, he could have been, he could have been fixing that car during the summer while he was after post boot camp, but before he shipped out. Oh, yeah, that's true. Just, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I we don't we don't really know, but it's I'm it's me. I just I hate. I mean, the military industrial complex makes my chest hurt. And then <laughs> on top of that, like young blood, nineteen years old, he wasn't even there that long. His tour was nowhere near finished, and he just got he he got got quick. Fast. Yeah. It I hurt. mean, '68 was, I think, probably one, probably one of the most deadly years because that was like part of the, part of Ted Offensive was going on. Like, mm-hmm. they were they were, it was a real contentious year yeah. out there. So mm-hmm. he's a little neurotic, Kevin. A little. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, and by little, do you mean like his completely? Entire- uh, <laughs> yeah. my, Loki, high key. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's, he's neurotic as fuck. <laughs> For sure. He need to use some of that oregano the old boy put in his locker. He need to <laughs> Chill out, man. <laughs> Have a weed. Put this in your meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> so after the after and this is nothing this is weird. They cut from the funeral and go right to PE again. <laughs> best course, man. But like and 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 I th- we we did this too. Our PE teacher, I think, in some cases, in some, like I think, PE teacher is also health teacher. So yeah, they taught had to sex double up. And that in all in some circumstances, like in Kevin's case, is horrible. They don't know shit either, which is discouraging. That like this adult doesn't know shit, and they learning with you, and you're like, what the fuck is this school system, bro? You know, it reminds me of modern 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 show, um, 
if either of y'all have seen Big Mouth. Yeah. I've seen a little bit of it. I've seen like a little bit of so it's like, season. Oh yeah. my he does God. That. But <laughs> Yes, yes. He's oh a fucking God. idiot. <laughs> but he is pretty It's idiot. like Big Mouth, but also the scene in Mean Girls where the teacher is teaching them the same same concept. It's it's a gym teacher, it's a coach trying to teach sex ed, teach and it's just bad. Trying to teach them about drugs and it's just bad. <laughs> no. They learn in which you look at the book. Like okay. reading slow, sounding it out. Now, Luna, I know you have some thoughts on on how how he was teach, teaching the uh, anatomy of women. Oh, <laughs> the drawing, <laughs> chef's kiss. I'm sorry. Oh my God! When he drew the uterus, and not even the fallopian tubes, just really the uterus and the uh, ovaries. Yes. Uh, yeah. It hit me. I had to push pause actually because I was the way I was laughing just now. I did that, but for much longer. Um, and then when he drew the body around it, that really the, took it. To the body like <laughs> sealed the deal for me. The body just. And I don't know if you saw him drawing the line, I guess it was supposed to be like the period or a baby or something coming out of the vagina. That, that's I don't see like, that. How dare you draw that line? How dare you draw that? <laughs> like a fucking football play. The baby's going to shoot through here. It was so good. It was so good because it was so bad. It was when he asked them what it was, and that baby said ears. Well, I just a cow. He was like, he said it was a cow head. It looks like a cow head. And then he drew the body, and I was like, it looks like a cow head inside of a TV man or something, like a box person, like the most crude drawing I've ever seen, like a caveman. The children's expectation that the teacher was actually going to draw some sexy body that they were like, finally, we are going to see what the hype is about. Come on, baby. (laughs) And they're like, what? That's what drives people crazy? Cowhead? It's the 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 idea that these like you've had him as a teacher at least for one class. We saw what that first one was like. There's no <laughs> freaking way you would have thought this man was gonna draw anything arousing. What is wrong with you? So just, I just <laughs> thought of what what the, the body the body looked like. Y'all y'all remember that that Kanye uh, Kanye video with? Um, oh my god, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're such a. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that video uh-huh. where, where it's him, he's like a big black person. Yes, <laughs> him and yeah. Lil Pump. Yeah, Lil Pump. I, uh, yeah. I can't remember his name because he's, you know, ridiculous and whack, but yeah, Lil Pump. But also, like, as now, okay, there are still a lot of men, non binary people and women, but mostly men, who don't know what a woman's genitalia looks like what it does how many holes are down there holes like on twitter there's a little thing on top is yeah like people Mm -hmm. say things like well if you like i've seen guys say well why don't women why do their periods last seven days why don't you just sit on the toilet and like push all of it out um yes a lot of uh, interesting takes yeah, yeah, men who think that we pee and we give birth out of the same hole. Like, men, like Megan wouldn't have had to put it in her song um, where she talks about men being able to find the clit with no navigation. She wouldn't have included that <laughs> if that weren't an issue. Like, it wouldn't have come up. I mean, still in 2021, <laughs> the year of our Lord, 2021, honey, they still can't seem to find. Still can't seem to find. Can, cannot find the men in the boat. Can't find it. They get we don't. I think part of it is that like there's no reason to learn it, to learn anything about women. I I, I think it's because like you go into like these health classes, and it's kind of like a selfish move. Like you just want to learn about your body, and then like I don't care about the other one. It seems complicated. Whatever. Not my problem. Girls are weird and strange. Right. It does come off that way. And even, I mean, they're obviously 12. Mm -hmm. But 
the teacher even it's like it's it's of no consequence why do i need to understand about their reproductive organs and like how the organs work the boys literally want you to draw some titties like they yeah. <laughs> draw the titties man yeah. what are you doing so i think to like again like as a girl watching this after they got so hot and bothered over that little girl is some fishnets it's some go-go boots they don't care about how any of it works they just want it to work and they want to be able to look at it right um so i wish i could have seen the girl counterpart right to this this scene in the flag right nice to see i would have loved to see that juxtaposition i always imagine that like when you, if you put both of the girls and boys separated into the health classes and learn about their bodies and they come out at the same time, boys are going to be like, that was weird. And girls are going to be like, my life from here on out is just a tragedy. I have to have a yeah. period. Then there's something about menopause. And <laughs> and then like you get pregnant and your body. Cha- what? And then like and you, you tell the girls, well, this is what happens to boys. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happens to them. No, this is so funny. So, um, do y'all remember your first sex ed class? In- yes, <laughs> I do. Okay. I distinctly remember my first sex ed class. I was nine years old. I was in fourth grade. And they split us up based on um, our sex. Mm-hmm. And the, the first day you learned about yourself, and the second day you learned about the opposite sex or what they perceived at the time as the opposite sex. Okay. So yeah, I'm like learned the first day. I'm like, so that's why my mom keeps all those little packages in the bathroom. Uh-huh. So then I'm like, well, what's the boy equivalent? Like the next day I'm like fired up and ready to go to learn about whatever is between a man's legs. Cause I have no frame of reference. <laughs> and I was like, wait, is there no more? Do we not learn Anything else? Is this this is it? That's all it's they got. A short chapter. <laughs> I, I I remember our my first health ed class, like the sex ed class. We talked about nocturnal emissions for boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know the miracle of the period for girls, and that was basically it. That was our. That was you didn't, yeah. you didn't, you didn't go too much farther that early on when we right. I think or middle school or whatever. Like, they get- have babies and they have this and that and you guys well good luck out there it's like oh okay well, <laughs> right I, I remember have no worries I'm gonna go play basketball right I remember like in middle school like I just now this I distinctly remember I lived in not suburb in Tennessee but like exurbs um and I went to this predominant <laughs> school and God, it was so bad. It was like the worst sex ed that you could possibly imagine. Like all the bad things. Like I remember after lunch for sex ed one day, they had handed out like Hershey's Kisses. And the different Hershey's Kisses, unbeknownst to us, were supposed to be consequences of having sex before marriage. Um, excuse and, me? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And so those only places. Yeah, only education. And they handed us these these things, these little Hershey's kisses and they said don't eat them it's a part of the lesson so then like they would go through them so they're like okay everybody who has a silver one stand up and so the silver ones like it was like the consequence of having sex before marriage is like low self esteem and like not trusting <laughs> yourself and then like oh. the next group what that was like a little bit smaller was like unplanned pregnancy is like what you get so you're 15 <laughs> And then, like, the striped ones were, like, STDs that are curable. So it was like, oh, if you have a striped one stand up, you have sex before marriage. And so now you have gonorrhea. You have, <laughs> you know, chlamydia. Oh, my and God. Then, let me tell you, the worst part of all of this, there was only one red Hershey's kiss. You don't know what that is. I'm, I have an idea. Stand up if you have the red Hershey's kiss. And this kid that that, that relates to that. This child in my class was already ostracized. He was was grungy. He was like the grunge (sighs) kid who one day decided not to wear shoes 
school in protest for like kids in Africa not having shoes and like like he was that kid like he was too oh my god he was that kid and so he stands up and he has this like red Hershey's kiss and he's like so over it right and the teacher's like this one symbolizes AIDS you have sex before you get married you're gonna get the AIDS and this disease <laughs> the and he's just like and we're all like oh my god it's like that's the kind of sex ed I had in middle school in Exerb Nashville, Tennessee. Tragic. Oh my God, that is horrible. I don't think that they drew a a cow's head to symbolize (laughs) my China, but for sure, I had a thing about not eating Hershey's Kisses for years because I equated it with STDs. And I should not want that gonorrhea candy. It's gonorrhea and pregnancy candy and AIDS is what I learned from Rock Springs Elementary School circa 2001. Wow, that's pretty lame for a 2001 story. Like, that's right. Out of pocket. Out of pocket. So, after they leave gym class, they get their books. Before we move on, before we move on, did you spot? I, I, I think he's a a reoccurring character. Did you spot who was in the gym class and ask the question? Little Chinese, little Chinese boy. Yeah, do you not know who that is? I, 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 I thought he looked familiar, but I, I, I didn't That's look it up. That's Rufio. Rufio for Peter Pan. Oh, Jake oh, and Merrick. Jake, Jake yes, Dragon. it is him. That's um, what's ah? Uh, I, I didn't look up his real name. I, but um, yeah. Wow, how did you? God, you are, you are. Which means. At some point, he and other Dante Basco is his name. Yes, and what's his other children leave their parents and become lost boys? (laughs) Because they're also an origin story, right? Which (laughs) this makes perfect sense that he would become a lost boy after learning that sex ed class. Like after you have that kind of sex ed. No need to continue oh. the school. Yeah. I just like to throw it out there, but he's he's also in the 1990, 1999 cult classic, But I'm a Cheerleader. Oh, so good. I love that movie. It uh, is. <laughs> it is an amazingly funny movie. And oh, I don't good. know. I think probably probably watching it at, at a. I, I, was, I wasn't even that. I wasn't that old. I probably I wasn't old enough to be able to watch that movie <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and learn about, I guess, the, the, the spectrum of LGBT. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that movie's hilarious. Love it. Good for him being in these movies. Not sure if you also know this. Did you watch um, Entourage? I didn't. No, but I'm sure our listeners have. I don't remember what season. He plays Fukujima, um, an artist who makes some custom shoes for Turtle. I, I just I just remember that he he popped up and I was like, oh my god, that's, that's Rufio. That's Rufio. Yeah, that's how black people identify people. You don't have a real name. You're Rufio, right? You're the one character from that one show that I liked a long time ago. Like for a while, I, I knew, actually not for a while. I still do that. Uh, the actor who played Lieutenant Daniels on The Wire, like. That's who he is to me. Oh. And everything's like, Lieutenant Daniels. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, my stupid self, I'm like, oh, you mean uh, Gary Sinise, Lieutenant Dan? I'm thinking that's important. Lieutenant Daniels, not Lieutenant Daniels. Lance Reddick? Was that Lieutenant Daniels? I think the right person. Lieutenant Daniels, uh, uh, lean, dark skinned, bald. Lance Reddick. Yes. Yes, I knew it started with the L. Okay. Yeah, it's just Lieutenant Daniels. Not to be confused with Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. Right. Urkel is Urkel. So when they left um, their PE class after the bull vagina drawing, um, what happens next in the episode? They, well, they're, it actually skips the rest of the day and they're walking home because clearly that's the only thing you think about that day was <laughs> gets, gets that book, which had like no no information. Well, right. Do not read ahead. Right. Do not read <laughs> not read ahead and they get to I remember the number being chapter 14 they were like yeah they're like only read chapters one and two of this book that's going to tell you about your bodies only one and two do not read ahead and it cuts immediately immediately to them like chapter 14 (laughs) (laughs) but I'm I'm just like of course they did that. Of course, of course, that's 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 what a twelve year old is going to do. You're going to do exactly what you told them not to do. Of course, yeah, you're gonna, for the picture, especially if it's something that you're already curious about. 
Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna look through the through the book to find pictures first of all, because that's the easiest. That's thing the, to that's the first thing you're doing. But that book clearly <laughs> had no pictures. <laughs> right, <laughs> and then you're gonna start from the back and work your way forward. That's what I would do. You're gonna you go in a glossary. All right, I'm gonna see vagina pages so what were sixteen. The they were saying certain words that I thought were really funny. I'm like, they've picked all the worst ones. Neonatal, perinatal, it was something natal. Perinatal, yeah. Yeah, I think you said we already went through prenatal and neonatal. Yeah, yeah they were like, we already we already looked up that word. <laughs> oh, um, good. I, I also want to point out they were talking about the second he saw Winnie and, and her family get home. Yeah, it was and like they, Nellie and Kelly Rowland dilemma. <laughs> and he just, and he's like, and he just went over there. Like he's bow legged, uh, it's so weird. They they just made plans to meet later, but oh yeah, they were so he, awkward as if like they don't still, know how to define the relationship. Create that moment. Yeah, he's still trying to recreate that moment. Still, funeral's over. Her brother's been dead for a couple of weeks now. He's Her still bro- try, he's still trying to trying to get to kissing her again. <laughs> Sorry about your brother. So you want to like make out? <laughs> I mean, he's not here, so you can chill out. Like. Your brother's ghost is talking to me, and that's probably a sign of, like, some brain trauma, but... Hey, Winnie, uh, could you tell your brother to, like, chill out? Like, he's, like, cock-looking. Yeah, like, with his ghost body. But, Supernatural uh, cock-block. While him and, him and Paul are looking at the book in his room, and they're looking at all these weird words like prenatal, perinatal, postnatal... Which <laughs> it's funny because I actually know what all those words mean. Um, We're adults, <laughs> right? Sort of. Wayne comes in, takes their book, is like, "Oh, this is kid stuff. You're never gonna learn anything in this book. <laughs> you can't. You're not gonna use this book to get the second base with girls. What? What are you doing?" He's basically he lies to them and tells and tells basically tells and tells them, Oh, I'm I'm I don't I don't I don't need a book. I'm so good at this stuff. I, I go on instinct. Yeah. yeah. Real man doesn't need to learn how to do it. I don't need to read books about it. And, and that's another that's another thing why we don't know anything about the, the female body. Or you guys feel because a lot of guys do feel that way. It's like I don't need to learn that shit. I I I, 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 I go on instinct. And a lot of men don't know anything about their own bodies too because we also tell true. that yeah. their G spot can be accessed through their anal cavity. Dude, nah, what? I heard that lie. Uh, fucking doctor, yeah. <laughs> medical <laughs> books, medical examiner. Uh, like, books that what you should have read about your body, the prostate. They're like, I don't know I, if you know that. I don't know nothing about that. All I know is I be getting that pussy. <laughs> All I know is that this motherfucking Hennessy is hidden. <laughs> you need to quit playing and take them panties off talking about my goddamn. <laughs> Prosticular gland. <laughs> Yo, were you sitting? Wait, were you a fly on the wall when I was in college? Is this what's happening right now? <laughs> Verbatim, okay. I don't know about all this prostate talk, but I don't know about like, about that. But what I can tell you, let me say what I can do it in Uh But yeah, the brother is again. He's like Wayne is always like this, right? Like what we've seen from the first two episodes. He is in Kevin's eyes, like two steps ahead of him. Like he's always like a step, like a head above the curve. Like, you know, he's always, he always knows just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets it. He understands girls. He understands how to navigate middle school. He understands sports and he's good at them. Like, uh, he's stronger than me. He even said uh. 30 pounds on him. Like mm-hmm. he just does everything better. And so of course he takes his stupid brother's advice. Right. Um, and brings his goofy friend along with him, um, on this adventure. I'd like, so I'd like to point out another, um, anachronism. Because yeah. it's our second book anachronism. Uh, Everything you always wanted to know about sex, but were afraid to ask, was not released until mm-hmm. 1969 in June. And so also, somebody's a time traveler. Also, Chef's Kiss to the fact that it came out in 1969. Shout out to <laughs> nice. He was ready at 68, but he was like, no, no, no. Let's no, no, no. We're going to hold that. <laughs> Let's wait. <laughs> but those who, those who know, they'll know. <laughs> so they, yeah, they, they, go to the, they go to the bookstore, and Kevin's like, no, no, no. You can't just grab the book. 
We have to go. We have to. We have to don't think we're perverts. We right, are perverts. We are perverts. Real. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of, you know, sidle over to, to the thing and grab. One of them was War and Peace. <laughs> it's it's literally the was, like the typical approach when you're trying to get something that you don't you're not supposed to have. You got to sandwich it in between a bunch of stuff. It was War and Peace and it was Ivanhoe. Yeah, Ivanhoe. <laughs> <laughs> it was Ivanhoe. Which oh. let me just say. I haven't even heard the title of that book probably since my senior year of high school. So, the the title of the title itself is 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 like weird, (laughs) right? But then you'll note they kind of pussy out. I put like they pussied out. Like they didn't. He didn't actually put that book up on the counter. And I'm just like, really? You had the money, but you you take it. So, I mean, all right. Question: Do y'all, y'all could think that's considered? Y'all can would y'all consider that stealing? They oh, just took the book. No. They took the book, but they left the money for it. Uh, no. I mean, you intent. I think the intent was stealing, but technically they didn't because they overpaid by a so. lot. And. Yeah, I think it was like I think it was supposed to be like seven dollars, and he put like a whole twenty down. Whole twenty down. But to box. him, it's like fuck, man. Like just take the fucking money. <laughs> but okay, again, like it makes sense, right? How many bookstores are in the town, right? <laughs> and then like, oh yeah, you, what right. happens when your dad comes in to get a book about hammers? Oh, your son was in here the other day and he bought a sex book. Like, you know. <laughs> about that book about dicks and Ivanhoe. <laughs> Yeah, what's your son into? Some like medieval uh, cosplay sex? I don't know what's going on with the school curriculum. These school projects are a little weird. Right, exactly. Exactly. So when they got back to the house, it was time for dinner, right? And his mom's like, Paul, go home. But Paul don't ever want to fucking go home. And they went outside, walked into the driveway, walked back. (laughs) It's like, Kevin, are you done with dinner yet? Like, bro, hurry up. It's like when you get like a Sega game and you're like, all right, man, so I'll have it for like the first two days. You can have it. Okay. Like an hour later. Did you beat it yet or what? Because like, hurry up. (laughs) Also, I'm just really concerned about Paul's home life. Like, are there no mandatory reporters at this time? Like, is he okay? What kind of abuse is going on in that household? Why that baby don't ever want to be home? Why Somebody who's like allergic to stuff is like, you probably want to look out for a kid like that a little more. Yeah, like why this child is allergic to everything. He can't play a game of football without about to be about to collapse. This child needs some help, and they're not helping this baby. I'm concerned about Paul's wife. That's why he grows up. If you think about it, it's kind of like Urkel because we we remember you know Urkel on Family Matters and him always being at the Winslows and stuff. But anytime they brought up his parents, it was low key abusive behavior. They did not like him. He even like stated that. So it was like. This is actually not funny. Right, because they all because because where's these parents like always leaving him to go on vacation? They would leave going on vacation. You know, they would try to get rid of him. Like, but you never saw him on screen. You just know like they did not like him. Like they would say things as if like as if like Steve didn't understand that they didn't like him. He would just like, oh, you know how they are. Like, you know, they didn't want me to come home. Uh, almost as if like never. And it was like, damn, bro. Like, do we need to call somebody? <laughs> Yeah, I'm concerned. Let me just, I'm putting it on the record now. Episode two, Luna Cooper is concerned for Paul Pfeiffer's life. His home life seems something ain't right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, my my next comment is is on how horrible Kevin was at hiding that book. Listen. Yeah. It was hanging out from <laughs> the underneath his bed. His bed. Why like, did it lift his bed up so high? Why was <laughs> so big? You know who could do a better job, Paul, the criminal, <laughs> the real criminal. Why didn't he put it in his pillowcase? Why didn't he do so many different things? Why didn't he put it in his backpack? Why didn't he? There's so many he, questions. Look, he he deserved to, to to have Wayne come in and steal the book from him. It wasn't even really stealing at that point because <laughs> you really you basically left it out in the open. You basically like you're goofy. Well, it's the equivalent of like when you're young and you're looking at porn on the internet and you don't know about browser history. <laughs> so you just you just leave it all out there and they're like, bruh, I know you went there. How, what? No. How do you know? It's in the fucking browser history. It Wait, is. look, open. Oh, la- reopen last closed tab. That's, like a- <laughs> <laughs> That's what we did. 
he did the equivalent of clicking out of the last tab. Like, bro, you did not do a good job. And then he he and then he mans the fuck up. And he almost and he almost overpowers his brother. Is that what you want to call it? Manning up? You don't want to call it another episode? <laughs> like the apple? <laughs> oh, right. Oh, this look. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the look. It's He has this, like, intense look before he just jumps on him. Just yeah. Snapped. He's, he's, he's snapped. He's a psycho. <laughs> yeah, it's something wrong with that. Somebody else comes in. Kevin leaves. Somebody else comes in. Yeah. Twelve and a half years of pent-up impotent rage becomes potent. Okay. And my man Paul is just like, yeah, yeah, get him. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not, not getting involved, nothing, just like, yeah. That's because he's fragile. But they but they but they, but they fight so much, they cause a ruckus. And who and who should come into the room mm-hmm. but mom? Brian Cooper. I- <laughs> mom shows up and I'm, I'm gonna stop calling her. We're gonna stop have to stop calling her mom at some point. That's her all she is, is right now. She's more than a mother. She is a woman. That's right. Her name so is Norma. Norma uh, walks right on in because her kids are acting up per usual. She wants to know what our question is about. And Paul tries to take the book with him. He, everybody else is slick except for Kevin. Everybody knows what to kind of do. Like, I know how to kind of try, but no, not, not Kevin. He can't fight. He can't play sports. He doesn't know what a jock strap is. And then, then Wayne finally tells the truth. <laughs> it's like, it's Kevin's. Right. He, he says something to the effect of like, don't ask me, like <laughs> children, <laughs> man, right? Badass. The, the kicker, the kicker, the, the best part of the episode. The surprise. What were you doing in my underwear drawer? <laughs> so that took me a second. I was like, wait, she's wait a minute. Does she think it's her book? Oh my god. They have their own book, and she thinks that he went into their room and took the book from their dresser. Mm-hmm. So mom and dad are trying to learn about sex themselves. And dad, they, has dad can't find a clitoris either. Right. After work having lipstick, not Traffic one. is traffic. Sex is sex. Okay. <laughs> he got it right, apparently, at least three times. That's what I'm saying. You have had given birth three times. No, we don't know how many times you've been pregnant because we know miscarriages are prevalent. We know that that's the thing. So we do know that you've given birth three times. Mm-hmm. And we still got to, oh, no, honey. He can't figure out how to, oh, no. Oh, do, 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 do. That's what I'm saying. Like, like sex education, pre-1990s for everybody. Like pre-2015. Maybe it was more or less, maybe it was less about pleasure, more about function. We're trying right. to make children. What, what is but this? At the same time, Why are you on top, woman? Get people off. People still had a very, a very, people didn't understand that. People still understand that. Yeah. yeah. He, was a, he, was a, he was a freak if you wanted from the back. What, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's still um, illegal in the state of Virginia. Oh my God! Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just feel for her, poor Norma. Like I really do feel for her. She is in this. She's got these two sons that can't get right. This daughter who she really wants to pop her in the mouth. This <laughs> who is talking about some traffic is traffic, sex is sex. She can't get an orgasm to save her life. And she don't got no job outside the home. I'm really excited because I don't remember, but I'm really looking forward to the episodes that explore more of her experience because her life sucks as far as I'm concerned. Like, you yeah. can't even trust that your kid's not going to go through your, your drawers? Huh? What? <laughs> uh-uh. Not going to work for me. No. The closest thing I have to erotic novels. Okay. My husband still ain't found a clip. been how long? I don't know what a sex toy is yet. Like, that's not a thing. This is during the daytime. Y'all got her messed up. During the daytime, she's sitting on top of that washing machine. This is on that washing machine. All right, we got to move on. We can't keep talking about that. Norma got it. I'm concerned for Norma. (laughs) So she sends Kevin outside to wait for his dad, you know, to wait for the other shoe to drop. And then he sees Winnie again. He's just sitting out there in the curb looking like a ragamuffin. I don't know. (laughs) 
and then they, you know, they go for a walk. You know, very long nice. walk. Yeah, they went to the park. Sometimes the park, it like the park isn't in your neighborhood. It's in the neighborhood over. The good you know, park. But, you know, they, they walk. They walk through the baseball fields. But he's hot because he's wearing a jacket. It is still late summer, early fall. And he also uses that time when he's walking through the baseball field. He's recalling and is reminded of his brother talking about the different bases. Uh-huh. And he doesn't want to walk past home base. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't like the symbolism. Just walk, just walk, just walk to the outfield. He's like, let's go to the outfield. I don't know what we do in the outfield. Fuck. And, what the hell happens then, there? Oh, and then he and then he's trying to figure out, should I, should I put my hand on her shoulder? Should I, yeah. should I not? And then he slaps her in the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> he says it was a bug. I was like, dude. <laughs> that was the least. He does not know how to be smooth. No. He's, he's fucking 12 and a half. He doesn't know what he's doing. No. All he knows is that he's got a jacket. <laughs> he can give it to her. That's his, that's his thing. <laughs> that's that's his only move. Yeah. So then he asked, what do you want to do? And then she asked, I don't know. What do you want to do? He's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? Has that ever happened to you before? See, when I hear that, I think of the Jungle Book. Yeah, I was going to say, the only time it's ever happened to me, the only times it ever happens to me is when I'm making an allusion to Jungle Book. Like Yes. And I feel like nobody, when I hear people do that, and I'm like, now don't you start that again. And then people yeah. look at me, I'm like, oh, y'all don't, y'all don't know the reference. Never mind. Yeah. I was embarrassing. Exactly. Exactly. So, no, to answer your question, <laughs> Arnold, no, not at all. Has it happened to you? I feel like yes. you were excited enough. Yes. Oh, my God. It has. Of I was course. much older and the situation Last wasn't week. as innocent. But, yeah. It sounds like no, a bad first date. No, this is when no one wants to say what they really want and you just get in caught up in that circle of yeah. going around back and forth like one of us has to step forward and say what we really want it sounds like y'all met in, on tinder or something and y'all don't know what you really like you just you didn't talk beforehand you just met so what do you want to do uh, i don't know what do you want to do and he's like you want to go swing which brings us back to the title of the episode swingers a little double entendre going on wow episode and then they end up on the swings and they're swingers so i actually didn't catch that (laughs) not until you said it not until you guys said i was like oh yeah i I love episode titles like that so again five stars um so five dog Kimbo Fife, do you have any fantastic um, conspiracy theories? Uh, I thought with the... Okay, I can spin something. Uh, With the title Swingers, I thought that maybe we can... This is alluding that the future with uh, the parents may be becoming swingers at some point. And, you know, we're just starting to learn about bodies. And then, then like, another couple down the street, find that they find out that they have the book, too. And then things are progress. And suddenly work isn't work anymore. And, and traffic isn't traffic anymore. Suddenly things start to pick up and perk up. So, yeah. And also, Kevin is a serial killer. But, you know, whatever <laughs> okay so you're still riding with kevin being a serial killer what about paul is he not a serial killer anymore or you know what if if it isn't kevin the twist that the twist is that it's paul right. and it's been paul the whole time we're gonna look back and be like oh yeah okay it was paul all along it was paul all along Paul all along. I love that. Paul all along. Those are the five conspiracy theories for week two or episode two. Yeah, like season four, we're going to follow Paul back home and realize there are no parents there. They've been dead for two years. (laughs) He's taking care of himself. And that's why he likes white bread so much. That's the only thing he's figured out how to prepare. Yes, he can't cook. It's not that he's allergic to meatloaf. It's that the meatloaf he made was just terrible and inedible because so he's it was like, made after his parents right, like, right right i guess i can only eat i can only eat what the school gives me and white bread <laughs> and this has been conspiracy theories with <laughs> kimbo five it's, kimbo. it's theories for now until i'm proven correctly but sure <laughs> if that's what you want to oh, got it 
Oh my gosh. Um, as far as my ratings for this episode, I got to give this one. I mean, it's hard, right? Because the very first episode was absolutely amazing and like set the standard for coming of age television shows from then until now, right? So this one is slightly not as good as the first one to me, just because it's... You had to give it a number between 1 and 10. Yeah, right? So I I absolutely loved it, of course. Like I said before, the title being Swingers and them ending up on a swing was really good. Another, like, spin or, like, kind of look at how a children's experience with the word swingers is going to be different than an adult's experience with the word swinger. So really cool that, that they did that. Um, also, something that I don't, I mean, I don't remember if this is going to be a theme throughout the show, but I could imagine it is Kevin is constantly getting away with things. Like he doesn't really get in trouble for the things that he does just because of how circumstances hmm. arise. And that's why he becomes a serial killer because no one ever... <laughs> See what I'm saying? (laughs) He's constantly getting away with things. Like the first episode, like he's about to get the beating of his life, and then like, nope, somebody's died. So that's really lucky. Yeah, and like there's a famous quote by Jeffrey Dahmer, and it was, "Who gonna check me?" (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's okay. Yes. And also, the second point, then he takes this book, but kind of pays for it. And it's something that he's not supposed to be reading. And he only doesn't get in trouble for it because his parents are too embarrassed to, like, deal with the problem. And, like, he's supposed to be getting in trouble, but he goes on a walk with some girl. Like, what? Why is this boy always getting out of stuff? He's constantly getting out of trouble. So interesting. Uh, That's my take on the episode. It was a very good episode. Title is great. But also peak Kevin in that he's doing stuff he ain't got no business doing. And then he's getting out of the situation somehow. Really deus ex machina uh, as far as his punishments are concerned. I just look, I just think, you know, like Karen said, karma's real. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's coming it's coming <laughs> you might want to look out for yourself okay this is coming for you um, okay. yeah so that is episode two okay so as you all know our listeners we are going to be doing um our black people count see how many black folks are in this episode do they have speaking roles so hey guys are there any black people in this episode we got one we got one. Gym uh, class. He's kind of like oh. sitting there and his face is eventually obscured. But okay. he's there. That's one less uh, black kid in gym class than there was last episode. So right I guess by one by. got transferred. He switched out and he has gym in later in the day now. Yeah. yeah. He, or, he couldn't, he couldn't take having gym that early in the day. Yeah. And he's got pre-algebra now in the morning. Right. Makes sense. This is episode two, guys. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it with us and hope you come back next time next time where we learn a little bit more about the patriarch of the Arnold family yeah as we explore uh, Kevin's father's office all right see y'all next week bye